0: Hey there, single lady, I'm so glad that you're here for another episode of the Single Over 30 Podcast. You know, I can't believe how fast time has gone. My husband and I, this year, we will have been married for nine years. I can't believe it. It's just whipped by. (laughs) It's been awesome, and it's been good, and we've got a good relationship, and I hope that encourages you because you may know that I got married at 46. So when people say, well, when you get married later, it's going to be a harder adjustment, it's going to be bad, all that kind of stuff, don't believe it because you can have a great marriage even later in life. And as we approach this nine-year mark, I've started to consider or think about the kind of things that I believed before I got married, the kind of myths that I believed, and it also got me thinking about some of the myths that single women believe. And when I say myths, I mean M-Y-T-H-S, like false beliefs that we have. And these false beliefs that we have, or myths, they can really keep us tripped up and keep us from finding a great relationship. So today, on this episode, I'm going to talk with you about eight of them that you want to be aware of so that they don't keep you stuck in single land where you do not want to be. Welcome to the Single Over 30 podcast with dating and relationship coach, Shanna Schuette. Shanna's here to help you find a trustworthy, marriage-minded man who will love and adore you. All right, so as we get started, I'm going to cover this first myth that is pretty common, and that is that there is a soulmate out there for you. So I don't believe in soulmates because they're based off of things that are subjective, For example, emotions. One of the criteria that people often put out there that says, hey, this person's your soulmate is that there's an instant connection. So you may meet somebody and you have an instant connection with them and it feels really good and that relationship does turn into something great. But how many other people have met somebody and they have an instant connection with a man and then they find out later this person's actually toxic, this isn't a good relationship, and this guy isn't good for me, right? So we can't lean on these subjective feelings that say this person is our soulmate because it's just plain dangerous. The other thing is not only can this idea of soulmates cause us to jump into relationships when we think we found the one based off of our emotions, but it can also cause us to get out of relationships that we really shouldn't based off of information that's just not solid. For example, one of the things out there is that if someone is your soulmate, that they will unconditionally love you, that they will just accept you for you. Now, there is some truth in that. You want someone who does love you for you, but does that mean that you just always get each other and that there are never any problems in a relationship and that you just unconditionally accept each other and there are never any adjustments? If we fall back on that lie, it's going to cause problems and it can cause you to get out of a relationship that could be really good for you. So this is the first myth. There's a soulmate out there for you. All right, so the second myth kind of goes along with this first one, and it's the idea that your spouse will complete you. Maybe you remember that line from the movie Jerry Maguire, in which Tom Cruise said to his love interest, you complete me. (laughs) And I think just about every woman who heard that swooned, because isn't that what we all want? We want to be seen as special to someone. We want to know that we are deeply loved, and there's something in us that desires to be fully known fully desired, and to fully trust another person. However, I want to say on this side of eternity, we can't be completed by anyone. And if we're thinking another person's going to complete me and I'm going to seek out the fulfillment in another person, that means that we're always going to be disappointed. Can we be added to by another person? Oh yeah, they can add to our life. Can they make our load lighter and cause us to feel accepted and loved? Oh yeah, but they cannot complete us. They cannot take away all of our insecurities. They can add to our lives, but they cannot perfect our lives. So love with another person, even the best kind of love, is like icing on the cake of life. But it cannot be the cake. No one gets to be the cake. That kind of satisfaction and fulfillment, I think, can come from within yourself. And it can also, in my case, I believe in God. So I can get that fulfillment and that satisfaction from Him. However, on this side of eternity, I think no matter what we do, we're always going to be just a little bit achy. We're going to ache for the fulfillment of perfection. That can't happen here on this earth, and it cannot happen with another person. Does it mean that a relationship should be horrible? Absolutely not. We can find a great relationship and a great trust and a great love with another person, but they cannot complete us. All right, so myth number three. We should have the same interests or all the same interests. So I hear this all the time when women come to me with a list and they say, I want a guy who has this interest and this interest and this interest, because we have those interests and they're very important to us. And we want to know that we can connect with our guy on that level. But I want you to hear this. You do not have to be a perfect match with your partner. I always think of men and women of being like two circles and they overlap each other in the middle, but they're not copycats of each other. If you're copycats of each other, then one of you is unnecessary. <laughs> and additionally, you might have some interests and you meet a man who doesn't share your particular interest. Maybe you like to paint or ride dirt bikes. But just because he doesn't do those things when you meet doesn't mean he couldn't grow to appreciate those things or even learn to love them and do them himself. When my husband and I met, he had a lot of interests that I didn't share, but I've grown to love a lot of the things that he loves, like skiing or parasailing or you know jet skiing in the ocean. We've done all different kinds of outdoor activities because I was willing to try them, and I really love a lot of them. And he's grown to love some of the things that I love, including country music. He wasn't into that at all when we met, but then I introduced him to country and now he listens to it and even likes some of it. So the differences between a man and a woman don't have to be subtractions from us. They don't have to subtract. They can be additions. So let me say that again. When you are dating someone or in a relationship with someone, your differences don't have to be subtractions, they can be additions, because they can add to you, they can expand you. So when you're dating, don't look for a copycat of yourself, look for someone with whom you can be great friends and build a life together. Remember, and I've said this a lot on other episodes, that relationships are like Legos, they do not come assembled out of the box. And that's one of the things that I think really can work against us as older singles is that we meet somebody. And as I've said lots of times, we're checking off our list. And if they don't fit everything from the very beginning, then we're not willing to look further and to get to know them. But what we're looking for is a really great friend. All right, so here's the next myth. Myth number four is marriage should be easy. And if it's not perfect, And always easy, it's not right. So marriage is a commitment, but it's not perfect. Just like there aren't any other relationships in your life that are perfect. Can marriage be great? Absolutely, and it should be really good. Is it perfect all the time? No. Are there moments of tension? Yes. Will you sometimes have disagreements? Yes. Will you always be fulfilled in every area of your marriage? No. No relationship is perfect all the time, but it should be made up of two people who admire, respect, trust, and support one another and who are working intentionally on their relationship to honor each other. So this can be really, really hard because sometimes if all you've seen are unhealthy relationships or if all you've been in are unhealthy relationships, it can be difficult to know what's healthy and what isn't. So if you're not sure, like there are extremes, right? You do want a relationship to be on the whole healthy and working towards greater health. So if you're not sure what a toxic relationship looks like or how to tell if a man is manipulating you, check out episode 15. That's how to tell. If you're in a toxic relationship, and episode 83, how to tell if a man is manipulating you. All right, so myth number five is the opposite of marriage is easy. This is marriage is hard. Like I hear people say all the time, marriage is hard. Marriage is just really hard. So here's the truth. Can marriage be difficult during particular moments or even seasons? Yeah. Should marriage always be hard? No. If you are in a dating relationship that is mostly difficult, mostly hard, then you might be in a toxic relationship. And again, check out episode 15 and episode 83 for more information. Does marriage require sacrifice? Yes. But when you are in a relationship with someone you love and they love you... The sacrifices are like deposits that you make into your relationship, and both of you benefit, and the deposits can be really fun. It's fun to see someone that you love happy. You want to help. You want to be a team with them, and they want to help you, and this is really fulfilling. Marriage should be fulfilling and fun because you're married to your friend, and friendship is the foundation of a great relationship. Marriage shouldn't constantly be hard. It should be fulfilling. Should you, on the whole, have a great marriage? Absolutely. So check out episode 44 for more information on fulfillment in marriage, the number one most important factor for a long-lasting, happy relationship. I know you're going to love that episode, episode 44. All right, myth number six, we should always be sexually compatible. When I hear single women say, I wanna be sexually compatible with my husband, I'm not really sure what that means. Because does that mean that you both have the desire to have sex at the same time, all the time? Well, I can tell you as a married woman and from other married women I've talked to, that's not a reality in marriage. Does it mean that you both have the same drive? That's also often not a reality in marriage, especially between men and women, and especially as we age because our hormones and our bodies change. Does not mean that you both like having sex in the same ways? That doesn't always happen, but we can come together and we become more compatible as we learn how to communicate. So like all things, negotiation is required, but with flexibility and care, friendship and kindness and good communication, you can work these things out. The truth is, is that long-term relationships have ups and downs in the sex department. What's important is that you don't lose sight of sex. Lots of couples can go through dry spells, but if you build your relationship on something that's as changing as compatibility for sex or your sex drive, you are going to be so disappointed. What you want to do is build it on unchanging traits instead, like friendship. I just mentioned. A lot of people out there, they've got this like try before you buy thing because they say, well, I want to make sure that we're sexually compatible. All right, so research shows, and this is the truth, and it's something to pay attention to. Research shows that sex outside of marriage is not like sex inside of marriage, in the same way that sex in an extramarital affair is not the same as sex. Inside of marriage, it's because there's an intoxication that can exist outside of marriage that often doesn't exist inside. Does that mean that sex is boring? No, it doesn't have to be boring. What happens inside of marriage is I can't really explain it if you haven't been married, you haven't been sexually active, but there's a safety that exists. I couldn't believe when I first got married how safe. I felt, and that's what we all want. So do not lean on sex outside of marriage or saying, I've got to take a test drive or we have to be sexually compatible Make your decisions for you. Build your relationship on unchanging things like trust and care. These kinds of things, trust, care, friendship, will be the foundation that will hold the relationship together when you have those dry spells in your sex life. You'll find out as you age that other things become important in your relationship. When I've talked to my husband, I've said, what's the most important thing or what have you loved the most about being married? And he said, companionship. Just having a friend, someone who's there for you every single day, day in and day out. All right. Just a few things to keep in mind about sex. Myth number seven, we shouldn't disagree. So this is something that our culture perpetuates, especially If we're looking at things from this soulmate perspective, right? We're thinking, well, soulmates unconditionally accept each other. They always feel connected. And so therefore, if we're disagreeing, we're not really soulmates. This is a lie. This is a lie. Even the best relationships have moments of disagreement in them. So maybe you're the kind of person, though, that maybe you're a pleaser or maybe you struggle with rejection, and whenever there is disagreement, it makes you feel threatened it makes you feel like, oh my gosh, the relationship's going to fall apart. And if we're disagreeing, that means the other person's going to leave. So I want to tell you, this is one of the best things about disagreement. This is one of the best things about not seeing eye to eye all the time, is that when you're in a relationship with someone that you respect each other, you trust each other, you like each other, these points of disagreement can be points of intimacy. They can be points when greater intimacy develops, is what I mean. So the disagreement that you think could drive you apart actually end up bringing you together if you know how to talk things out. It's not that there shouldn't be disagreements. In fact, that's impossible. Instead, what needs to really happen is that you should be able to get around those disagreements in a way that it builds up your relationship. How do you work together? How do you talk things out? That's why having disagreements even before you get married isn't a bad thing. These are good things where you find out about each other's conflict skills and how you work things out. All right, myth number eight I'm gonna lose myself in marriage. I'm gonna feel smothered. I'm gonna have to give up my own interest. I want to tell you, oh, I felt this right before I got married. I remember thinking, oh, my gosh, I'm just going to be with someone all the time and I'm going to feel smothered by them. What's really funny about that is after my husband and I were married for just a short time, he was traveling. We were living outside of Chicago and he was traveling into the city for work every day. And I remember feeling like I had lost my right arm when he was gone one day and I went to the post office by myself. And I thought it was so funny that here I was before I got married thinking I was going to feel smothered. And then after I got married, it was like, whoa, I just love to be with this guy all the time. Just because you're worried about that doesn't mean it's the truth. The second thing is, is that maybe you're the kind of person that requires a little bit more alone time. You're thoughtful, you like to be alone just as much as you like to be with someone else. If you marry, it's not like all of a sudden... That can't be a part of your life anymore. As you communicate with the guy that you're married to and explain that to him, he should be able to say, of course, go do that. You know, spend some time by yourself. Or if you need time with girlfriends, go do that. Spend some time with your friends. This is what it means to have someone who supports you and loves you. The same thing goes for feeling like, oh my gosh, I'm going to have to give up all my interests and hobbies. Again, I go back to what I said at the very beginning of this episode. People should not be copycats of each other. You should respect each other. You should support each other in your dreams and your interests. If you are dating a guy and he's not doing that, he's not supporting you in your interests and your dreams, that's a pretty bad sign. And it's a sign that he could be controlling in other areas as well. Marriage is about sharing with each other. It's not about losing yourself. So there can be a lot of things that we think about marriage that just simply aren't true. And if we believe any one of these things that I mentioned today, any one of these myths, it can cause us either to jump into a relationship too quickly, leave relationship that we shouldn't, or even just avoid relationship altogether. And I want to tell you from someone who married late in life, marriage can be. Awesome. So I hope you've been encouraged today, as always. And as always, as we close, this is a great place for me to say that the dream that you have to love and be loved is possible. And remember to keep it sunny. I'll see you next time. Keep it sunny, baby.